This is live from a convent. Oftentimes, when the U.S. government are cleaning up at the scene of a UFO crash, one wonders, but who ensures these things, these objects? Well, they're certainly not objects. They are vehicles. And therefore, it shouldn't be UFO, unidentified flying object. It should be UFV, unidentified flying vehicle. And you can be damn sure if I were to design a vehicle for me to get around in, it definitely would be able to fly and would almost certainly be unidentifiable because why would I stick to the designs of current clumpy cars that bend up like an accordion in the event of a crash? Same for the planes. Well, actually... So do some of the UFOs, which makes me think that the UFOs that crash couldn't be coming from another planet. They must be hobby vehicles of the nerdiest from NASA and the European Space Agency and the like. You need a weekend hobby outlet because other beings wouldn't design vehicles like we do here on Earth. I hope they wouldn't anyway. Anyway, insurance companies have long been bothered by UFVs flying and hovering around at uncanny hours of the day and night. And the main problem is that they can't seem to stop them long enough to see the insurance disc pasted to the front of the UFV. But there is one insurance company in New Zealand that spotted this saggy, gaping gap in the market and went about nailing it hard, like any reputable insurance company the world over. The company is called Intergalactic Pileup. And I'm very grateful that the owner of the company is here with us, Scallion Hopper. Scallion, you are very welcome. Actually, Intergalactic Polyp is a subsidiary of All's Not Well When It Doesn't End Well. That's the name of the umbrella company. And nobody likes a saggy, gaping hole that is as yet untapped or nailed. But the entrepreneur cannot stand such. What entrepreneurs like myself like to do is make sure we sew everything up nice and tight and bang those holes shut for good. I used to look up at the sky at night with my grandfather and even as a young boy... I was dreaming about insurance. My dream, and I realise this is a fairly unrealistic and far-reaching dream, but my vision was that not a single practice on God's earth would get by without being insured. I wanted dog walkers to be insured for dog crashes, 
two dogs running over enthusiastically head on. That's an absolute recipe for disaster, if you ask me. Dogs are a live accident waiting to happen. I actually have a glass dog in my porch to avoid such problems. All the looks and likeness of a pet dog, but quite safe. It's 7pm if I'm sipping on an espresso after a meal at a restaurant. I'm not wondering about Ziggy, that's his name. He's fine. He's not up to anything that could end up in an accident and no need to involve insurance companies. Yes, but if Ziggy is made out of glass, what if you knock it over on your way out the door? It would smash. Irrelevant. I have painted footprints on my tiles around my house, so I know exactly where to put my foot And the footprints have studs inbuilt. So even in the dark, I know where my feet need to go. Anyways, as a young boy, I compiled basically a playbook of what I could see as the future of insurance. I could see insurance for stepping out of the bath or shower. I could see insurance for cheaply constructed umbrellas that blow off in wretched weather and one of the metal spokes taking the eye out of an innocent passerby. That happens lots and lots in places along the west of Ireland or coastal places. Vacuum cleaner insurance. These are absolute monsters now. These are as sophisticated as electric cars. I'm in the process of introducing lessons, which would be a bit like driving lessons, and a license is needed ASAP. Dashcam. The whole lot. Same for electric toothbrushes. A billion dollar lawsuit in the mouth waiting to happen. Would you put an electric drill in your mouth? What? No, of course I wouldn't. Exactly. No, it's a risk. And my insurance company knows that. And don't get me started on opening scissors packets insurance. The problem with this is when you buy scissors in plastic packaging, There is usually no pre-existing scissors in the house. You wouldn't believe the amount of people who have ended up in a coma from attempting to open a scissors in its packaging and to think they could have claimed. Don't get me started. It's tragic. You wouldn't believe how the seemingly mundane things in life, like peeling an orange, instant acid blindness, mopping the floor, through the window, and a sheer drop of 166 floors, God rest her soul, popping in an earring, 
entire face gouged out. She never rinsed the soap off her finger or dried her hands properly before inserting her earring. These mundane things are the precursor to comas. But these flying objects evaded insurance. What a mystery they were to me. I remember turning to my grandpa and saying, but who insures them? He looked at me in this strange way that I've never been able to figure out, frankly. My grandfather was a shipbuilder and he knew a lot of the fisher folk coming in and out of the town. People went through him to ship things back and forth. It was quite a look he gave me that day. But I asked him another question. Aren't they breaking the law by zooming around like that, Grandpa? They're not giving insurance companies a fair chance to insure them. And at this age, I hadn't even thought about the missed vehicle tax. Their rowdy, risk-prone way of driving, even. I mean, what kind of erratic driving is that? Stay still for five minutes, for God's sake. They needed to get their butts down to earth and get with the program. Cute that you had those thoughts as a child, though. I'll see it as more socially responsible. More children should think this way. I've always been the type to put things in order, whether that be spices on the spice rack or the boots and shoes under the stairs where I had fashioned myself a little insurer's office as a child And one of the A4 notebooks I had had the words UFO insurance scribbled in my very neat penmanship. Well, you absolutely got there in the end, didn't you? And tell me, how does the quote process happen? Do they, and when I say they, I mean the beings that drive these things, do they just call up and ask for quotes? No, no, no. We project the costs up into the sky. That's one way. Another is whenever they see we are open, they laser beam like it's the minutest red dot that me or my colleague Michael Michaelby will see on our arms And we will turn on the white noise on the radio and dial 0000 on our landline and call out the prices. They have our bank details to set up standing orders for monthly payment. Part of me thought there might be some resistance from their side. I mean, why would they obey when they're way up there and not accessible by any of us down here? Simple. Gotta pay the piper. Guaranteed they know that up there as well. 
you can't just fly around fast and expect to get away with it. It's like a taxman showing up at your door and you're just running around your house screaming, see if you can catch me. Eventually, you're going to want to slow down and make friends with the taxman, which reminds me. When I used to read the Bible, the character of Zacchaeus, the taxman, always appealed to me. He got a lot of guff. And he was just a man dedicated to his job, not someone setting out on purpose to get on everyone's tits. Can I ask, how do these beings pay the standing order? I guess they zap it over somehow. The mind boggles, but they're good with the numbers and fester than light, some of them. I'm assuming there's lazy ones too. They're not all as as fast as light. So they might be slower. Maybe the slower ones are the ones tasked with setting up the standing orders. Who knows? Have you ever had any direct dealings with these unidentified flying vehicle people? Not myself, no, but Credit Control has... Sandy is her name. She's had a few tantrums down the line. Actually, one particular call bust her eardrum. They have this unique way of expressing themselves. Sandy calls it nagging, but I can't hear it. It's in a range my ears can't pick up, so that's why Sandy is really perfect in her job. That's really terrible about her eardrum. Yes, but they healed it overnight. They picked her up and dropped her back the next morning and they gave her a gift of a hemper as an apology. So that that was quite thoughtful. Ooh, how interesting. What was in the hamper? Different rocks, smooth ones and rougher ones. Stones from plums and peaches, which I think was a private joke on on their part. And a sketch of an expanding universe in the form of a pupil. The colours were stunning. Oh, and they had their own version of potpourri, which smelled truly awful. Sulphur smell. These little sulphur-smelling pellets in a bag made out of the lightest material. I sold the material to the Mexicans. Supposedly it's bulletproof, but I don't know how something so light could be. My wife uses it as a hairnet. I'm in the dark about how this zapping into a bank account happens. I mean, is there some interplanetary banking system I'm not aware of? Sorry for being vague before. They pay in something a bit like a type of cryptocurrency. It's called quash. So it's like a mixture of of quantum and cash. And it's zappable and it's neither here nor there. It can be in multiple bank accounts simultaneously. You know, when they say this will make your money go further, 
Well, Quash really does that. Would you like some? Yes, please. (laughs) This sounds great. You got it. But just don't check on it. Don't try to count or count on it, but it's there. There's quash from here to Stellenbosch. So there's quash in in my bank account right now and in your pocket. But as I said, don't count on it. Pay with cash when you buy your evening coffee on, on the way home today, okay? I'm so confused. Well, you wouldn't be, Missy, if you weren't thinking so hard and trying to wrap your mind around it. Have you ever tried to gift wrap a present before you bought it at the store? Or put tomorrow's dinner leftovers in a lunchbox? No. Seriously, thinking anything is two steps behind the present for these people. Just forget about it. So have there been any claims yet from these UFV people and the like? No, unfortunately, when there is a UFV crash or UFI crash, it's instant death. So no claims, but it works out profitable for us because we get the standing orders. Even though payment is made with a neither here nor there currency that isn't there when you check it, trust me when I tell you it works out more than fine. Okay, and what do the quotes cover? The quotes are fully comprehensive. It covers them and the crash E. The crash E? Yes, the crash E, the person who has caused the crash. Right, I'm curious. Have you ever seen one of these flying vehicles up close? Sandy has the credit control lady I I mentioned earlier. She said it was very clean and the surface was warm and smooth under her back and bum, but not like metal or like a glass, but like polished rock plucked from warm sand at the beach. But what did she see? Describe it to us. You know, when you can see floating bits of dust in a stream of sunlight through a crack in a curtain on a sunny day, she said that's what the whole thing was like. Were there seats on this spacecraft, like controls, a toilet? I'm, I'm very curious about this. 
Cindy said there was something that looked like a luminous drinking straw stuck into a big rock. They're really crazy about these rocks. I recently took a leaf out of their book and bought a rock on a chain for my wife recently. Oh, that's lovely. Did she appreciate it? And when you say rock, do you actually mean diamond or an actual rock? An actual rock? And do you see the scar here? Yes. Well, there's a lesson I learned the hard way. It's around the dog's neck now. Lucky dog, indeed. So how do you feel when people say to you that they don't believe in UFOs? Irrelevant. If I can make money from this, it exists. And my new car outside the door can attest to this. So are you making so much cash that you were able to buy your new car outright? Did I say that? No, but that's kind of what you're insinuating when you say, you know, take a look at my new car outside. Let's put it this way then. I can more than afford the monthly payments. Well, that's saying something different then. However you want to take things up is completely up to you. And one final question, why is it that they cruise around close to Earth when there are so many other interesting planets to explore? I highly doubt we're that unique and special to merit the revisiting of. You've been here once as a highly advanced and intelligent alien in your unidentified fancy flying vehicle and you've been here a thousand times, right? Well, it's like this. I cannot rewatch horrors or thrillers or heavy dramas more than once, but throw on a good slapstick comedy and I'll be able to sit through it time and time again. <laughs> 